0: It's been 21 years now since September 11th, 2001. And on this day, this day every year across the United States of America, it can be a rather somber day. One of those points in history where we always seem to remember exactly where we were, what we were doing on that day.
1: Absolutely. I still remember I was in high school band when the news came out.
0: Mm. I was uh, going to middle school. I was yeah. on my way to middle school. And, uh, you know, when you first saw the video, I remember going out into the living room and my mom was glued to the TV. And I had just gotten there by the time to see, like, the fire in one of the towers. And the, my first thought to myself was, why would the tower be on fire right. up there? And we none of us had any answers.
1: Well, and at first we thought, too, it was possibly an accident. Mm-hmm. And we we're trying to come to terms to that and then when the second plane hit and then the Pennsylvania plane then it was that moment where you realize something's wrong
0: very wrong and uh, and we, we all remember how everyone came together across the nation So many little acts of kindness were performed across the United States of America in the days after that because we felt scared. We felt vulnerable. So we came closer together. And this was a time before social media and smartphones was the mainstream. You know, we we didn't have a constant stream of updates that could be fed into the palm of our hand at any minute. Yeah. And uh, right here on Local News Live, we're going to be bringing you stories from across just some of our more than 120 local-grade TV stations all across the nation. As they, like us, in their communities, are marking this 21st anniversary. And uh, we're now going to take you to one of those stories right now. Both uh, my producer anchor, Alicia Myers, and myself will be going back and forth showing you these stories. Now, we begin... At the very first story that we're going to be bringing you right now comes from our Gray TV station, WBNG, in Binghamton, New York. A New York National Guard Master Sergeant reflects on time spent at Ground Zero. We're going to take you out to that story now.
2: The day filled with tragedy but on that day and the weeks following, it was also filled with those wanting to help and serve. More than two decades later, a local master sergeant in the New York National Guard is reflecting on his time at Ground Zero. This is his story. September 11th, 2001. It's a day Master Sergeant Peter Hyland will never forget.
3: I was working for the Bank of New York uh, down in lower Manhattan. I was worked across the street from Seven World Trade Center. and. Uh, I was coming out of the, the subway when the first plane hit and I saw this, the fireball from the second plane hit.
2: His first instinct as company commander with the 69th Infantry in Long Island was to help, but knew his first responsibility was getting his staff to safety.
3: The roads in some places were like packed like Times Square and, and on New Year's Eve and no one was moving and everyone was just staring at, at the, the tower. Um, when the, the South Tower fell, it was just it became pandemonium once we got out uh, we were we got hit by the falling of the north tower and like we ran into like a, a deli just to get away from old dust cloud it was nerve-wracking it was it was scary
2: Hyland made his way to the battalion headquarters and eventually to his own armory in Freeport Long Island in the middle of the night they got on trucks and drove into the city where they would remain on and off for a number of weeks Their main role was security in and around Ground Zero.
3: It was 12 hours on, 12 hours off.
2: Surrounded by those looking for their missing loved ones while worrying for their own.
3: My mother worked in the same building, and I saw her as we were evacuating, and I didn't hear from her her for three weeks.
2: The tragedy hitting hard for one of his fellow soldiers.
3: His father worked at the trade center. He was found. He had fractures, um, and he was pulled out. Uh, His uncle also worked at the Trade Center and he was unaccounted for and I found him breaking down and I just talked to him and I was trying to send him home and he said that his uncle would want him there and he stayed.
2: Highland says looking back on his years of service, the National Guard has allowed him to serve his community in its toughest moments and has also given him a family.
3: There is a bond and and it's, it's a second family. And I know one day when I retire, it's, this is one family I'm really going to miss.
2: To learn more about the New York National Guard's efforts on and after September 11th, 2001, including interviews and photographs, we will have a link on our website,
1: wbng.com. All right, great story there, uh, looking back. Well, for a Wisconsin woman, she was a teenager when her father died in the World Trade Centers. Now she's a mom with three kids. She's also fighting for the victims and their families. She's hoping to receive payment from the victims of state-sponsored terrorism fund. She even plans to go to D.C. to fight for families' rights. Let's go to WEAU in Wisconsin to hear her story.
2: 21 years since that fateful morning in 2001 which changed our country and the world more than 3,000 people lost their lives in the september 11th attacks countless more still live with the loss of a loved one weau's max cotton spoke with an eau claire woman whose father died that day about her ongoing fight for compensation
4: danielle angela mistrulli lives in eau claire now but she grew up in New York. Her father, Joseph, was a carpenter working in a restaurant on the 107th floor of the World Trade Center's North Tower on September 11, 2001. He never made it out of the building. Now, she's fighting to make sure she and her fellow widows and children of 9-11 victims get the justice and compensation they feel they deserve. September 11, 2001 was like any other Tuesday morning for then-teenager Angela Mistruli until it wasn't. Her father, Joseph, was called into work. He wouldn't come home.
5: He was a wonderful man, a very loving, caring man. He was not a man of many words, but his actions were what mattered, and he showed up whenever you needed
4: him to. Calling him her rock, Ms. Drulli says at first it was hard to believe he was gone, even though she logically knew it'd be nearly impossible for him to survive since he was above where the plane hit she held out hope for a miracle.
5: It took me a long time to come to reality with the fact that he was gone. Um, I did not want to, I didn't want to entertain that reality because that reality was a world that I just didn't want to be in.
4: In the 21 years since she entered that reality, Miss Drulli's world has turned into a new cause. She is hoping to receive payment from the Victims of State Sponsored Terrorism Fund, which pays families of people who died in attacks.
5: It was for a place for all victims to be able to go with their court-awarded judgments and receive equal and fair compensation.
4: There was one problem for victim spouses and their kids. Many previously participated in the 9-11 Victims Compensation Fund, which awarded money to families in the years following the attack.
5: They were barred because of a non-economical award payment that was received in the VCF fund.
4: Though Congress recently allowed them to start collecting on their judgments, a Government Accountability Office report from last year says they should get catch-up payments for the years they weren't eligible. Ms. Truley says to get that money, they need Congress to fund it, which is in the neighborhood of $3 billion.
5: There are many ways that this can be done. We just need Congress to be open-minded and get this done.
4: That's what she and other 9-11 families are hoping for, to get the same compensation as families who weren't part of the original VCF.
5: Because the brothers and sisters did not receive the $100,000 non-economic award from the VCF fund, they were able to then receive in upwards of $1.5 million out of the U.S. VSST
4: fund. And that pain is felt by children of 9-11 victims across the country, including Julie Henneberry.
5: It's astounding to me and
1: it's very hurtful and kind of degrading that my life changed drastically with the loss of my dad. And to not be included in this major fund that had siblings of those in loss and parents of those that of those that lost
4: is mind blowing. She now lives in Milwaukee, but 21 years ago, she was a 10 year old girl who lost her father, a New York City firefighter who died trying to save others following the attack. And while both Henneberry and Ms. Drulli agree, No amount of money will make up for what they lost. It will help them continue to heal from that day. There is proposed legislation to fund these payments, and Congressman Ron Kind is one of several lawmakers on both sides of the aisle co sponsoring the bill. Ms. Druli says she's going to Washington next week to lobby for its passage.
0: Our great TV station, WEAU, based in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, carrying that story for us. And now we take you to our great TV station, WGCL, in Atlanta, Georgia, following a 9-11 survivor who gives back every year by sharing her story. We take you to that coverage from our great TV station in Atlanta, Georgia, now.
6: On Sunday, our nation will mark 21 years since the September 11th terror attacks, the day that would go on to alter the course of world history, American history, plunging our country into war, creating new rules when it comes to security and air travel, rules that we're still living with mm-hmm. today. And every year on this day, a Georgia woman who survived the attack shares her story.
5: CBS 46 has Sawyer Bussy spent the afternoon with her. For some people, All of us in the office had no idea what had happened. Sharing a traumatic experience is a cathartic thing. I was 24 years old and it was my third day on the job on the 51st floor of Tower One.
1: For some people sharing their story is a way to push the trauma forward instead of letting it stick.
5: There were times where the smell of gasoline was so overwhelming that you had to cover your mouth.
2: Beth is
5: one
1: of those people. No one imagined those buildings would collapse. Each year on the anniversary of the attack, Beth shares her story with kids. This year, she's talking to 12 year olds at Autry Mill Middle School.
7: And they, When you were going down the stairs, how did you feel and what made you feel that way?
1: Have all kinds.
7: Um, How did you put the past behind you?
1: Of questions. How did
7: I put the past
1: behind me? On 9-11, Beth says she saw firefighters running up the stairwell. And she realized that if they came in, she might be able to get out. My goal is to have these students
5: recognize what first responders do for all of us. They put themselves in the line of danger, selflessly. They're the ones that walk into the buildings so that we can get out.
1: Sawyer Bussy, CBS 46 News. Our coverage on 9-11 takes us now to the Cincinnati, Ohio area. We hear those numbers all the time, 9-11. And nowadays we see them on clocks, on calendars, even scoreboards. Every time our minds are taken back to where we were the day the September 11th attacks happened. A man from the Cincinnati area has created a book now talking about how those numbers have stuck into our heads and probably will for the rest of our lives. We're going now to WXIX with more on this new book.
8: Hey, welcome back everybody. A Cincinnati author's new book is commemorating 9-11 by talking to the Americans who lived its impact. Joining me right now to discuss his new book is Jim Scherger. Thank you, first of all, so much for coming in. We really appreciate you taking the time uh, because this is so important, especially going into this weekend. We know there's a lot of events, one happening out at Nippert Stadium. I mean, this affects people all over the country, all over the world, but even in our area, some local uh, people that have been impacted in a lot of different ways. So kind of talk to me about this book and why it was so important for you to write it.
6: Yes, ma'am, thanks for having me on this morning. I appreciate it. So I kept seeing the time 9-11 on my watch over and over and over again. And then finally, with my wife's advice, we better get this book started because when you see or say or hear the time 9-11, that correlates with this Sunday, the day 9-11. So I contacted 90 Americans all across coast to coast, and 40 of them are from here in the Cincinnati area, Loveland, Madeira, Covington, all sharing their story of what happened to them on 9-11. Yeah. So when someone says the time 9-11, automatically remember the day 9-11. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly.
8: You know, I can't even imagine how emotional it must have been to, first of all, hear all these stories Mm -hmm. and then put them all together in one book. So what was that process like for you?
6: It was very touching, very warming, very powerful and very patriotic. Mm -hmm. Each person that I interviewed here in town said, absolutely, Jim, I can tell you the timeline minute by minute. We can't even remember what we did five months ago. No. We can't remember what we did three months ago. But on 9-11, we can remember it minute by minute. Where we were, who we were with, what stranger became a friend, who we picked up the phone with, who we checked on with yeah. and made sure they were okay. So that's what this book is about. is On Monday, it will be September 12th. But it's going to be 9-11 in the morning, and it's going to be 9-11 again at night. And when we see the time 9-11, we got to remember the sacrifice That the firefighters and the folks up in new york and pennsylvania went through but here in town we got to remember our firemen support them ems you know check on loved ones make sure everybody's okay we just don't need to be 9 11 one day it's going to be 9 11 730 times a year that we can make eye contact, and that's what this book's about.
8: And it's so important that we do look back, that we reflect, that we share these stories, we listen to these stories, and we were actually talking about that earlier in the broadcast this morning, just the fact that we remember exactly where we were, what we were doing. I remember I was in sixth grade, sitting in homeroom with one of my best Mm -hmm. friends, Allie. She was sitting next to me and her mom was a flight attendant, and at that time we didn't know, we didn't understand really what was going on, and I just remember her panicking, uh, and everyone around us kind of panicking. And I mean, to this day, I I can still feel it, you know? Right, right. Um, And so to have all of these stories in this book and to sit and reflect, I mean, that's so important. What really made you decide to do this? Why did you say, hey, I I really need to sit down and put all these stories into one, especially here locally?
6: Right, so I was a Navy veteran, and then I'm in the Navy. You have to be a firefighter. Can you imagine a fire out at sea? So when I actually got wind of what was going on in New York, I can imagine the firemen running up and then all the civilians running down. Courage and strength. They didn't even care, didn't even second guess themselves. Up I go. So that was a touching moment for me, thinking about all the firefighters going through. So that's what really drove me to write this book. It's We can't forget, we're 21 years removed this Sunday. Yeah. And then next year will be 22, then 23. So this is 730 times in a year we can remember you know, who we checked on with, yeah. checking on our firemen, first responders, even just calling our mom and dad up for no reason just to say hi is what this book celebrates. Because yeah. some of the folks said they haven't talked to some folks in maybe about a week. And then on 9-11, Made win they with made them the and they made the phone calls. So,
8: where can people pick up these books as we wrap Joseph,
6: up? Joseph Beth and Amazon. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Or jimserger.com. Okay. Yes, awesome.
8: Ma'am. Hey, make sure you do that. Uh, a Really important. We appreciate you, first of all, coming in, but second of all, uh, taking the time and putting this together. Yes, like ma'am. Like you said, it's so important.
6: Yes, ma'am. Thanks all ma'am. for right, having me.
8: Thank you. Hey, let's send things over to Frank because as I just.
0: Interview done by our very own WXIX in Cincinnati, Ohio, talking about the importance of those numbers in our lives. And you often see videos of firefighters doing climbs, climbing steps, climbing stairs, even if it's climbing the stationary Stairmaster at a gym in their full firefighter gear to honor all the firefighters who lost their lives on September 11, 2001. And that was the same for our great TV station, KKTV in Colorado Springs in Colorado, showing us how firefighters were climbing one particular incline to honor the victims. We now take you to that story.
8: from all across the nation are coming here to Southern Colorado to honor the 343 firefighters who died in New York. Today marks 21 years since the 9-11 terrorist attacks. 11 News reporter Brian Stratt joins us live. Brian, organizers tell us climbing the incline is the best way to honor the victims.
9: And Samantha, they are going to be climbing the 2,700 steps of the Manitou incline this morning. And I'm not alone. I'm here with RJ to talk all about it. Of course, thank you so much for being here with me this morning. I know before this, we were talking about you flying here from New Jersey. I know there's other people here from across the nation as well. Just talk about how this is all going to work. I know you're going to be carrying gear to the very top. Yeah, so flying in, uh, it, it promotes solidarity. It promotes a, uh, a connection and a bond with our other brothers and sisters in the fire service that we rely on every day to save our lives, save each other's lives on top of that. Um, But yes, we are wearing full gear, 60 pounds plus. We will be climbing up, we will be stopping, we'll be going slow, Um, yeah. So what does it mean to you personally to be able to be here and also climb it for those victims who did lose their lives 21 years ago today? It's an honor, it's a privilege, it's a way to give back to those that paid the ultimate sacrifice 21 years ago today. So about how long do you think it's going to take you guys to climb all the way to the very top, do you think? Uh, The lucky question I get every year. Uh, Probably about two hours. We take it slow. Given our conditions, we are outside. It is a little cold today, so we might not have as many issues, but the heat really is what gives us our issues. So probably about two hours. Perfect. Thank you so much, of course, for being here with me this morning. And a reminder to everyone that's out there, the incline is closed until 9 a.m. for those who are just trying to come out and climb it because these firefighters are going to be climbing the incline this morning. Reporting live in Manitou Springs, Brian Sherrod, KKTV 11 News. All
1: right. All right, firefighters climbing to the top of the Manitou Incline in the Colorado Springs area. Meanwhile, in Virginia, one fire department walked more than two miles to honor fallen heroes of 9-11. And once again, they did it with all their gear on their bodies. WDBJ takes us there.
8: Rocky Mount Fire Department hosted its 9-11 Memorial Walk for the second time this morning. Multiple first responders from different agencies walked more than two miles to remember those who lost their lives. Community members thanked them for their service as they marched down the streets. Each one of them rang a bell as they arrived at their destination. During their remarks, many of them said they joined the department after that day. They hope the bravery of those fallen heroes continues to inspire the next generation of first responders. I pray as time goes on that we don't just see it as a page in a book in a history book. I pray that we continue to remember and act upon that. But I would also take it as a challenge. Every um, organization and law enforcement, fire and EMS dispatchers, we're all struggling to find fellow co-workers and volunteers. The memorial walk ended with a prayer for the victims and their families.
0: Great to see that being done out there by those firefighters. It is never easy to do all of that. But they once again, you keep hearing over and over them saying it's an honor to do that, to pay respects back to the victims. And finally, we take you to our great TV station, WALB in Albany, Georgia, where the Memorial 5K out there honor the 21st anniversary of the September 11th attacks. We take you to WALB for their coverage.
2: First responders and people everywhere are continuing to never forget the tragic events that happened on September 11, 2001. We've brought you coverage on many memorial events that have been hosted and WAOB News 10's Lena Allen was at a 5K run this morning that brought the community together. Well, rain or shine,
7: over 200 people were out here walking and running to remember those lost on 9-11. It's been 21 years, but to us,
0: it seems like it was just yesterday. The
7: second annual Memorial 5K run brought together people from all over South Georgia. It also raised funds that will help many still impacted by that tragic day. We just want to raise, raise awareness. We want everybody to remember. We don't want to forget, and we will never forget. A total of 71 first responders also chose to run, some even wearing 70 to 80 pounds of gear all to pay tribute to 343 first responders that put others' lives before their own.
9: It, it affected all of us. Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a, a northern thing, it was a New York thing, but, uh, but we're all brothers and sisters in the fire service, and, um, and we still remember to this day the sacrifice that all those guys and gals made.
7: As I spoke to different people today, I could see they all had one thing in common, the expression of disbelief, sorrow, and a vivid memory of where they were that day many of them told me they were in school. I was telling her I actually had a geometry test that day, but I failed just because of the emotion. It's, it's shocking. You know, you don't expect to live through something like that in your lifetime. The first place runner wasn't born at the time, but said he still wanted to run in support of 9-11 victims and also his mom, who was a firefighter.
9: It's been 21 years, but just how tragic that event was, like we should never forget that. and. There shouldn't be a time limit on how long we're going to remember it. And I wasn't even born for it, but I know how much impact it had on our family, had on our community and our country as a whole.
7: It's because of that impact that so many people will educate all future generations on the September 11th attacks, so they, too, will never forget. Lena Allen, WALB, your hometown news source.
0: It's great to see all those people out there wanting to get out there and run and remember.
1: Absolutely, whether you're climbing stairs or walking two miles or running a 5K, uh, always great to see them honoring and remembering everyone
0: And and I believe you said there was another piece of people want to go check it out for themselves from another one of our stations.
1: Right. That was just a sampling of some of the work that's being done by our journalists all across Gray TV. Another great article, if you want to check it out, is uh, KWCH out of Wichita, Kansas, has an article on their website about a flight attendant who remembers diverting a flight to Wichita. Of course, there was a lot of planes in the air when this happened, and they were diverting flights everywhere, and uh, they interviewed interviewed that flight attendant and have a really great article on their website so go to kwch.com to check that one out as well.
0: All right, thank you so much Alicia. Thank you all for joining us as we remember September 11, 2001 on this September 11th, 2022, the 21st anniversary of that terrible, terrible day. We do remember and our hearts and feelings are with all of the victims and their families and the survivors as well. It always is time for an ominous pause and a somber day when you remember that day 21 years ago. We thank you so much for continuing to join us here on Local News.